sadly to say, three years ago, um, the instruction in my classroom and in our classrooms generally in math were um, reminiscent of what I had when I was in high school and probably what my teachers had when they were in high school. It was very traditional, very um, teacher-centered, um, teacher at the board or at the overhead, giving notes, and students taking notes, and then at the end of class, them getting a homework assignment. When they come back the next day, they turn in their homework assignment, maybe go over the answers with them, give them a chance to ask questions if they got them wrong, and then move to the next, move to the next lesson. So every day a new lesson, a new homework assignment, and then repeat the process. And um, we got to a point where, you know, our test scores weren't where we wanted them to be. Our students weren't retaining the information like we wanted them to retain. So even above and beyond test scores, when I would get a student for, that I had in Algebra 1, and then I would get them back in geometry, and they're having trouble solving a two-step equation that I know I covered with them, and I know they should know how to do, I don't remember it. I mean, I passed that. I passed that chapter with a, you know, a 95. I know I did really good. I have an A average in Algebra One, but they can't solve a two-step equation. Is it that they turned in enough homework to get all those points, or do they really learn the material? And that's where we kind of we we're struggling with that and didn't know where to go. We just knew we weren't at the right place. We knew we weren't where we needed to be. Um, so we ended up going to a training in late September um, of 2008. Uh, it was a two-day training. It was a whirlwind training and on formative and summative assessments and how to use that to drive your instruction. We had all heard formative assessments and thought we were doing it. We did. We were like, we know what formative is. It's work along the way. It's, you know, it's quizzes and checkpoints till your final product. But we didn't use the entire concept of formative as practice. And formative is you have to use it. If you're going to formatively assess today, you have to look at that before tomorrow's lesson. You can't look at it three days from now. So if your formative assessment is a quiz that you won't have time to grade tonight, that's not a good idea. You need to find something you can use quickly and guide your lesson for tomorrow. Um, again, I don't use a lot of homework. I don't. I use a lot of their feedback from class time practice and class information that they give me. Um, and that will tell me what I need for tomorrow. Because before I put a homework grade down, they might get a three out of 10. And did they get any extra help tomorrow? If they came to ESS, they did. But other than that, they didn't get, you know, groups tomorrow based on who needed what. If they got a 10 out of 10 for five days in a row, did they get enrichment on the sixth day? No, we just went to the next lesson. And that's where it was, it was in major need of advancement and some kind of revamping. So that's what stemmed us and started us in the direction that we are. After that training, we sat down as a department and decided, what can we do this year? It was discussed it should be a three-year process, that we should take the first year and just write learning targets and just um, our, the language that we use with our students and make the, the goals and the lesson goals and essential questions more student-friendly. And then next year we should do another step. And we felt like we didn't have time to wait three years to do this for these students. So we just stopped at the end of the first nine weeks, completely threw out everything that we had done before, and after fall break, completely revamped everything we did. So that's how we've gotten to this point. The kids at first were a little bit, you know, apprehensive, and we went ahead and decided that maybe we should have a parent discussion, so we invited parents. We had a parent night, and we invited the parents in 
and we had a forum and did a PowerPoint presentation and spoke to them and after, most of the parents came in here and were really upset. You're not going to count homework. You're not going to count homework. And they were just really torn up over it. But then after we explained it to them, they left with a, with a better understanding and felt comfortable with us beginning it. The students were the same way. We had to just, the very beginning, we said, let's have a discussion about what is getting ready to happen. Let's look at it and we're going to try this and hopefully this will be for the best. And the students doing that self-assessment at first, that, that was a little hard for them, but mine have worked great. They, um, the first time I let them do their self-assessment, then I handed it back and then I went through it and I said, now, if you are assessing yourself, here are some things that you should have looked for and let's, let's judge, our, judge our work a little, you know, a little closer. A little closer. So with time, with time and some guidance on how to self-assess and, and working through what the, learning to say what you need, they have worked, they've worked wonders with that. When we decided to do this, we spoke with our central office. We also spoke with our principal, and we had total support of the board, of the superintendent, the assistant superintendent. Um, we had support of the administration here, and they have been great. They have backed us up, and any time parents have had a question and they've called them, they've directed the questions back to us. We've, we've come together, we've talked about it, and, and the parents have left with an understanding that it's all on their students. And we, we, as a department, feel like this is really helping our grades out and helping students learn. Because so many times, homework was used as a fluff grade and it inflated their grades and it really wasn't always a true picture. It wasn't a true picture of what their understanding was. It was just that I can work really hard, work really hard, turn lots of stuff in, get it counted bump my grade up, but then I really may not have learned anything. And the, with us doing formative and summative assessments, so the students are having to work through what they need and they're and judged on their ability and, and it's not about the busy work that, that's not what their grade is about. Because the idea of formative is it's practice. Those homework assignments or practice assignments aren't for points anymore. It's for, do you know the material? I'm not recording this grade. I need to know, do you know the material? We had students that were, you know, just coming out of their chairs. What do you mean we're not getting points for this? And I'm not going to do it. Or, um, how, well, you mean our grade's only going to be based on tests? Well, then we're all going to fail. We're just all going to fail. Do you, you understand what you're doing to us? Do you understand? And we thought, and we were told that that would happen and that we would have to ride that through. But I don't assign a whole lot of homework um, just because if it does get done, I don't know who did it really. And a lot of times I don't get it back. And so it's, it's a waste of my time a lot of times to grade it, assign it and grade it. And then I don't really know if it's true feedback or not. Where if it's in class, I can observe them. I can watch them doing it. I can see the questions that they have. And a lot of my students, if they get home and have a question, they don't have anybody to help them. So I see him come in at the beginning of class trying to copy somebody else's that did finish it. And that just hasn't been as useful to me as we just move up real fast in class so they can get practice in class as much as possible. Once they realized that their summative assessments weren't final and that took some of the pressure off, that they could come back, relearn if they needed to and retake a summative, that made them a lot more comfortable with the idea that they weren't getting homework points.
before our homework grades sort of inflated our grades and they didn't show 100% of what we learned. And so after they took the homework away, it kind of was a reality check for some of us and showed us what, how much we were actually picking up in, for instance, pre-cal. And um, it showed us not how we were cheating ourselves, but how when we had the extra grades that, um, well, for me personally, it was a, kind of a wake-up call. I had to, I had the chance to come back and make up my first test score after the homework was taken away after school, and I actually came back twice, once for uh, extra help and then once to make up my grade. It was a little confusing at first, but I think it's helped a lot. At first, I was a little confused. I didn't know why they were taking all the homework away, and then after I kind of realized that our only grades were going to be our test. I got a little worried because I um, usually to maintain a high A, my homework helps me a lot. So I was a little anxious to see what was going to happen. And the learning target specifically for today's lesson was target three in the unit, which is I can solve problems related to angles of elevation and depression. And um, basically, this was the second day on that target. We've already had taken notes on the target and I had introduced angles of elevation and depression so they knew what they look like but hadn't had any time yet until today's lesson to practice and try doing them on their own and kind of have a chance to practice. That they've got certain things, certain targets that they're wanting to learn about and, and that's what I'm assessing them on and they will say on target five I'm having trouble with and they'll discuss what it is about that target they're having trouble with and then I can go back, help them with it, and then they can come back and reassess over it. You give back a test and they made it, you know, a 40 on it and you're trying to re-explain and this is one of the biggest things I like about the change that we've made is I would stand up and work out all the problems for them that they missed. You know, like, well, I know a lot of y'all missed number five on the test so let's go back over it. Well, not being in their shoes, not really thinking from their point of view, why do they want to know how to do number five? They're not going to see it again. Mm -hmm. They're they're done with it. They failed the test. They don't care. And now they'll get that paper out, and they're like, "Hey, what did I do wrong? How do I, how does that problem work?" You know, and they're working, trying to relearn it because they know they've got that chance to come back. And I think that's what's really helped their grades is knowing they've always got that chance to learn the material. It's never over. I think it has helped me learn the math more because. Um, Okay. There's no way to get around it. You have to know it or you don't. Um, pretty much, if you don't get it, then you're, she's going to make sure you get it before we move on. The whole class doesn't move on until every person's ready. And I think that's a good idea because for me, I catch on to some things faster than others. So that really helps me that, to know that I'm not going to be left behind. Um, you have a couple choices if you need extra time to learn the material. Like I said, sometimes, um, especially if I give a test and I see that every student had trouble with target five, then I know that, hey, I'm, something I did wasn't correct. You know, and we may spend class time on that if I see that it's something that I have obviously missed or misexplained or something. So we'll do that in class if necessary. If it's just spotty where, you know, this student needed a little help here and this student needed a little help here, um, I just, we do a reflection over their assessment and they have to tell me which target they need help on, do they need reteaching or just did they make careless mistakes. And then once I look at that and um, I will talk to them either like at the end of class or whatever and we'll make a plan on when do you think you can see me and get this extra help. 
you, you know, it might be the only student that needs help on that target, so I'm not going to take a whole class time. But we might discuss um, if they have a free period during the day and it happens to match my planning. If they have the same lunch as me and they can come meet me at lunch. Um, we have ESS Tuesdays and Thursdays, and a lot of days we'll say even if, you know, I mean, I'm going to be here anyway till four at least every day. So if they just want to come in 30 minutes after school, of course I have mostly juniors they can drive, so a lot of them will just stay after school for that. Some of them will come in in the morning even before my first class, and before they go to their first class, they'll come in and retake a test or retake a portion of a test in the morning. So really it's flexible depending on I mean, I have some students that they work every day right after school, can't stay after. And so with those, you really have to be more flexible than others sometimes and talk to another teacher maybe if they're finished with something in that class. Can we trade off some time or, you know, but a lot of times they'll stay after. The change that we have made and the work that it entails, um, it's funny, we started it kind of mid-year and it would be optimal to start it if you knew you were going to do it and you knew you were going to make that change to get the training early in the summer and have time in your summer. Now we don't like to use our summer breaks, but while you're doing that planning and processing for the upcoming year to already be thinking about what are my targets going to be, what are my activities going to be. Um, when we were trained on it, the guy told us it would be this way and, and I believe him now that I've done it. You spend a lot less time grading papers because you're not grading homework for accuracy or checking things off in a grade book as much. You're looking for, are they mastering it, you know, their feedback, and you're recording their feedback. Um, but a lot of times they do their own grading, like today's lesson, their answers are on the board. So they graded it themselves and just told me how they did. I don't spend as much time with my grade book as I used to regarding papers, but that time has transferred over to planning alternative activities, planning extra practice. You run out of things. I mean, your workbook's not going to have enough for you to do every extra practice that you need. So you have to find alternative resources. And um, for when you're grouping your students, they're not always going to be in that practice group. You're going to have some, you know, needing extra teaching, some practicing, but you're always going to almost always have some that have mastered it and are ready for something new. And so because that was not something that we spent a whole lot of time on was enrichment, sadly to say, that has been something to find something creative that's engaging for those students to do that's an enrichment of the activity but at the same time doesn't take a whole lot of my time because if I'm helping the learning group, I can't sit with the mastery group and, you know, mm -hmm. explain that process for what they need to do for their task. So being creative on the lessons and the activities that we build is where we end up spending a lot of our time. I think that was to make us kind of a wake-up call for us, to make us grow up because once you get into college, you know, homework and stuff, it's out the window. Either you do it or you don't do it and your teacher really doesn't care. So like with Miss Osborne, she's given us the, she gives us practice problems and she's given us the option of you can do them to help yourself learn them, but I'm not grading you on it. And I think that was just, that's a wake up call to let us know, hey, it's time to grow up. It's time to be an adult. A, with a summative assessment, they are given that opportunity if they did not master a target, they're given that opportunity to come back, study that target some more, put some more time with me, and then come back and reassess over the target that they're having trouble with. And in the end, their grades are becoming better grades and they're getting a better understanding of what they need. 